0: all right good morning campers and welcome <laughs> back to the cut the camera podcast i am nick i am matt it's um chris here again and we are <laughs> all together the stern triplets and this is our podcast cut the camera today we are going to be talking about how we got to the exact position that we are in today how we got to where we are currently and our journey past present and future that led to the very moment we're sitting here well past and present that led to the moment past that led to the present then we're going to talk about the present and then we're going to talk about our plans in the future. So what a wonderful podcast episode. Basically, just how, who are these kids who have a podcast? Why are they talking? This is going to explain to you, catch you up right away to, And how we got to, you know, our level of popularity and all that whatnot. jazz. everything that yes. comes along with it. That's what we're talking about today. And I'm super excited about that. So first thing we're going to talk about, content as kids. A lot of you guys know we're content creators, obviously. Um, but we literally, people, one of the questions I feel like we get asked all the time is like, oh, when did you guys, like, start content? Like, what was your drive to, like, randomly start doing YouTube? And it was kind of just, like, our content never really had a start. It was, like, we were documenting our life from the moment it started, and we could. Like, we had, yeah. we, we had slide phones, and we never really had social media, uh-huh. so we weren't really aware of, like, creating social media. But when we would go to our cousin's house, they had video games, and they had YouTube videos, and we were just, like, so in awe of, like, all the technology they had in their house. So our cousins kind of taught us about, like, making videos, which led to us, like, literally documenting everything. Like, I remember filming music videos at home. There's so much cringey content. So, so so young children, that far too a much. A lot of it I'm happy still is, you know, private and not public because <laughs> it was, like, scary little things. And for some reason we used to film at, like, eight years old in our underwear, like, running around the house. But, like, uh-huh. Matt's vines are pretty wonderful. Can you not? Like, yeah. you don't even, like, give it the light that it doesn't deserve the spotlight please. on it yeah yeah but I, nick's youtube channel is a big primary focus yeah we I, had a youtube I, 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 I had a youtube channel we made youtube that videos you like on a yeah oh. doubt a dark horse by katy perry music video it was pretty lit but that was, pretty, that that. was pretty lit it was <laughs> awesome bro we were, i hate that Chris so was much gcj was I really? I think so. Like, we were like, oh, you can't be in it the whole time because you got to be the feature. I ate it, probably. Which, honestly, was so lucky on your part because you're in that video the least, which yeah. is, like, mm-hmm. I regret it because I, I was the, the star. I was corny. But I think we have to- Yeah, it was, like, the, on the movie when we, star When thing. I think about it now, obviously, it's corny, but, like, I didn't- this is going to sound so funny, but I didn't even realize how corny little kids are sometimes. <laughs> like, hey, like, like-, like, literally, like, little kids can be, like- like, everything you do yeah, Like when I When I did shit as a little kid, I didn't think, like, oh, my God, like, let's do, like, this fashion show or, like, look at me roll this ball or just, like, something like that. Like, when I, when I was a little kid, I used to get so excited, like, doing, like, Cartwheels that weren't full. Here's the thing: I think just, that like, little kids, myself the little ground, kids, you know? haven't seen a lot, so they think everything so is. cute, honestly. And they think everything's amazing and cool. Yeah. And another thing is, like, when you're a kid, you're not worried about judging and That's judgmental so people. Yeah, like, you're just gonna do whatever the fuck you want. I think if everyone acted like a little kid, like at heart. The world would Life be a would be much beautiful. Well it's like people's confidence place. level would be through the roof. Because it's like I when agree. you're a kid, you think that like the everything you do The dinosaur amazing. shorts you have are the coolest fucking <laughs> of thing. Of course ever. they are. And they so are. it's like everyone else around you and you're like, Oh, these I are my like dinosaur shorts. Like So yeah. It's so kind of tough honestly. Age, like I'd love to have a little kid's confidence. Yeah. yeah. So we made content when we found out like we didn't get our first smartphone until like seventh grade, I think. Yeah. I don't think it was even 7th grade. No, in 7th grade I we think got he was our... I think it was halfway through 7th grade because we were like... Yeah, the summer from 6th grade sure it to 7th eighth... grade. No, it was the summer from 6th grade to 7th grade we got smartphones. uh uh-uh. I remember sixth having... 6th grade is when we got the, the slide, slide phones, phones with the keyboards and... built in. Love yeah, them. Yeah, and then... I want one. I think mom got us like phones like smartphones for like starting middle school so like seventh eighth grade no bro well I remember going to seventh grade with like a slide phone. really yes I okay then remember. I it wrong but- no but I had I- an iPod as well oh that's true no I used to bring my iPod to school because I love taking photos and we had like Samsung phones with terrible camera quality and I'd like I remember hating the camera quality on it, so I'd bring, like, an iPhone to school and, like, take photos on it. And iPod. then when I'd go home, I'd post all my photos from, like, the yeah. school day, like my private story. Yeah. So I think he was just, like... <laughs> Sorry, I, like totally was not <laughs> So we just had, like... <laughs> we didn't get smartphones to like, 7th, 8th grade, but we somehow filmed corny uh, content as kids on our um, iPods and stuff like that growing up. But once we got, like, legit technology and then... No, it was like once we understood what technology was, and like we had phones, we would be able. We like saying we didn't have smartphones till seventh grade. Yes, it's the truth, but we had iPods, so we were and still like, like computers. We so, like, I was like always socially watching... aware. Like I was on Instagram on my like iPod all yeah, the time. Yeah, but I also so. remember watching like YouTube videos on like computers. And yeah, like, yeah and, like, a like, lot. Vines, like I think we started consuming content far. I think too Vine soon. was like the first. Yeah, in like seventh I grade, eighth grade. And then, like, high school, obviously, but ever since I was watching content creation and shit, I always wanted to be, like, a yeah, YouTuber like, and shit. Yeah, like, I think it was getting to high school and realizing that it was, like, a job for some people. Like, yeah. it was, like, legit, yeah. like, I remember me, Matt, and Chris were major Logan and Jake Paul fans when they were, like, oh, yeah, in their big prime. Time. Of, like big It was every day, bro, and I was there for every single day, yeah. you know? Yeah. Like, I watched, I think, every single Jake Paul video, but... And I, Dolan Twins. The Dolan yep. Twins were major, but it was, like that be seeing people do this for a living me matt and chris always were like oh we want to do that but it was on the back burner like our kind of entire childhood like we were doing yeah. it for fun and we'd like just and then didn't... gaming youtubers was a whole nother realm like i watched ali oh a, my like, god i yes. love ali a. i love the pokemon videos yeah yeah but mystic, anyways mystic sevens pokemon go videos are undefeated. basically it was that and then me matt and chris were at the age where like we were in high school like seventh and eighth grade and even though we were seeing people do social media for jobs we were like yeah that's awesome for them but, like, it was on the back burner of like, none of us were really primarily focused on, like, oh, we want to be social media uh, creators. Yeah, it I was agree. just something we did for leisure. So, but at that time when you're in high school and you hang out with your friends after school, you want money to like buy a burrito if everyone goes to the fucking local taqueria. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Like, there were so many occasions where like we want to bring money and we hated asking our yeah. parents to like supply us for money for the week. So, we got jobs. We did have money. That's yeah, like, what I was at, like, literally like an inch away from saying when you just interrupted. You me. stopped. I didn't interrupt you. You were at a complete stop. No, yeah, it's you literally did, you on camera to, so we can watch no, the replay. You did a complete stop. Regardless, you, that's what get, I was getting he, at. He was getting there if you gave him like I think 30 two, more um, seconds. I yeah. consider it more of an alley-oop rather than an interruption. Awesome. I agree. Go ahead. Yeah. Okay. Thank so you. we. Um, I thought you were pointing at me to keep going on your thoughts I, so you can keep go. Keep going. Go ahead. Okay. So we went. We started to get real jobs, even though. We went and got soppy boxing okay. thanks. We went and got real jobs all at the supermarket. Nick got his in, a year before me and Chris because me and a Chris. A year? No, it was like six months. I remember being for there me, for like it was a year, I think. No, wrong. It I remember like, being at no, the store was, for like it was, seven it was months. Like Hold on. Four months. It Relax. was like four or five months. I remember all I wanted you to do was test the waters and see how it was yeah, so and then how was gonna it was, go. Me Matt, and Chris and our one of our best friends um back home was we were like all like, oh, we need to get jobs, right? So we were like, okay, what can we do? And me and Matt and live super close to a grocery store. But our friend, we were like, we were going to get a job at this grocery store. They were like, well, my family already works at this other grocery store. So let's all go like see and try and okay. apply. So I went first and then hit it off really well with like everyone who worked there. And I know it's just a grocery store. So like they hire really anybody who has like functional home. hands, but the, I was like, you know what? I'm so down for this. So I remember like, I was still chubby, I had a side part, I had my black hoop earrings, Like, I was very like... Edgy. No, (laughs) no, 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 it was like, I remember still like, when I I think of that version of myself, I think of like, holy shit, that's a child. And then I think like, I see photos of me in like a Star Market uniform and I'm like, wow, they are brave people there because I would not have hired me. But
1: Mm -hmm. regardless,
0: I was a great worker. And then so, I was working there for like five months and then Matt, Chris and our friend were like, okay, it's our turn. And then so when they came along and they applied, obviously they were, like, kind of going to get the job. And then I got to train every single one of them. Yeah. So yeah. we were all working at the grocery store for a while, which working as a triplet in, like, the fucking – is it retail? Is it a retail yes, job? Yes, retail. No, retail's clothes, right? No, it's, like, it's customer service. Well, working working I, a job a like that something as, like, triplets was one of, like, the funniest memories I'll have forever. I'm not – we're not going to dig too much into this because I think – we could talk about funny work experiences and all that stuff on a full separate pod for like an entire segment of just the work life before. But basically, we got that job together. We all kind of had our experiences with it. It's pros and cons of working there. And um, what are
1: like, what, what are, are you, getting you saying, at, bro? Yeah,
0: it was awesome. We had fun. We worked together. Then after that, COVID struck. Uh, actually, before that. We were living so at our. I was getting okay. I don't care. Well, no, I, I. What's like the funniest thing? Hold on, really quick, Like, what's the funniest thing that happened to you, like, while working at a grocery store? Okay, I guess we are talking. I about think, it. Like, yeah, well, I think, yeah, at least feel like one might as well. Fuck okay. it, we might as well. I remember being at the grocery store when I was first training. So it was like my first like week and a half there. Mm. And then when the, when you train at a grocery store, they put you on like the fucking twelve item checkout, so that yeah. way you're not facing a lot of items. So I was at the like 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 twelve items or fewer line. And this dude came up, and he put, like, his, like, Mountain Dew or something on the conveyor belt. And I was tired, so I was, like, scratching my eyes like this. And then I, like, I leaned back. Oh, my God, arms up, eyes shut. And then I opened my eyes, and the dude was just there. And it scared the fuck out of me that I actually, like, flinched and ducked mm-hmm. down, like, underneath One my time counter. Fully... And it was just, like, a customer. One yeah. time I passed out. Oh, that's cool. At work. Like, I remember I was scanning groceries for so long, and they wouldn't let me sit down. I don't understand okay this is something that i could go on a tangent for forever but so i'm gonna like really cut it short but i don't understand why we are paying people like minimum wage jobs like working at a grocery store for checkout and not even giving them the human decency of being able to sit down while they're agreed. doing it like these people are making minimum wage and they're standing there scanning your groceries for eight hours a day mm. And it, i don't think it's that important to me like i've never gone to a grocery store and been like if the person behind the register was sitting down my experience at this grocery store would be less valuable. I agree. I agree. Because I remember saying that to our manager and they were like, well, it just like isn't professional. It's like I think that it's like it's so much easier and healthier to get your job done. Like I I I remember my knees feeling like they were locking at the end of every shift. And it's like it's so repetitive that I was genuinely like getting dizzy. And I like legit passed out one day and like had to go up and like I I thought we were like getting a Granola bar because you were yeah, like, I thought that would be the turning point of like they'd have like the decency to be like, okay, like it makes sense for people to sit, but no, it did not. But it's My, also not up to them, it's up to like the corporate but business. Uh, that's and... just that's like an overall opinion I have. That at like, the end of the it's day, so stupid you're, get you're bought, awesome, you know? Matt. Go ahead. Um, one of the funny experiences for me was not really funny, but I remember like, let's talk into the mic. No, I am. Yeah. I remember working, no, I am. <laughs> Back I remember working and forth. the morning shift for like the first time ever. So that was open opening at 7 a.m. And when it's morning, since there's not that many people, it's just like a few customers until like you don't have another person on the register until like two hours into your shift. So like you are the only register for two hours. And I genuinely remember having to pee so bad, but there being no other like cashier and having to like somehow get someone who wasn't supposed to be a cashier to sub in for, like, ten minutes just so I could go Ten pee. minutes to pee? Or whatever. Fucking Holy shit. walk to the bathroom. Okay, well, like, let's get there, please. Like, who I'm cares? not trying to ha- be here for an eternity Genuinely talking, talking about shit. almost pissing myself because I couldn't find somebody to take my spot for... Three that's the worst. I like think to... that's the weakest story ever from like Star Market. Okay, well I have Dude, more, I but if we're gonna talk ever, about like all no, of no, them. No, no. Last I could... thing before we move on from the Star Market grocery stores experiences is like I think the best thing ever. We probably shouldn't. Once name I got, doesn't matter. Star Market. It's it doesn't matter. Global... It's ahead. Not global. It's East Coast, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's an Eastern coastal <laughs> Nikko Co- Co- sensation grocery store. I remember, what? like, my favorite thing ever was the intercom, and once I got like the upgraded, intercom, <laughs> once I got upgraded <laughs> to a service desk, my favorite thing was just like being able to like put people in their place when they're like freaking out about like trying to return something. But the craziest Hold thing to on. me, I have to say, <laughs> oh this, my, God. Okay, two, two thoughts, Nick just hit the table. Two thoughts, the and then we'll absolutely move on because we're talking about it for too long. But one thing that I find crazy is if you genuinely try and return anything to a grocery store, like our grocery store had like the policy of like don't ask any questions and return it Yeah, you're asking like it was like a no questions asked policy. So That's pretty crazy. Yeah, that is crazy. <laughs> like, they you they also, you literally they, can't do anything they don't, it. you can walk out, I'm not allowed to do anything. No, you can if you're go, stealing under like $400 values of things, it's genuinely like, it's you're considered not allowed like, to. even if you see someone literally Bro, take what? shit off the shelf and steal it, it's like, if, if you are somehow wrong, it can turn into a whole thing. So in order to avoid that from happening for the company, they just tell you, like, if someone's Let's stealing... Let's real, though. If I don't... could do something about it, I ain't seen nothing. Bro, like... Well, it's just, like, like what's you're the problem? But... we're, like, getting off topic. But also... <laughs> That's cr- You can steal if you want. But another thing is what I was saying is there's, like, a no-questions-asked policy at the story route with, like, refunds. So I remember standing there, and this guy came in with a case of Coke. I'm doing air quotes for those of you just listening and not watching. But... He had a case of Coke, and it was taped up with, like, clear tape in the middle, so it had already been opened. And I looked through, like, there was, like, a hole in the front and a hole in the back and, like, the slit on the top to, like, carry it. And there was, like, a Sprite, a Fanta, a Diet Coke. Like, it was a case of Coke filled with other sodas. And I was just, like, in (laughs) awe. Like, I custom variety pack. the custom yeah I he was returning it yeah. and I was like okay and then my other favorite thing was being able to use the intercom cool I used to, I was awesome like, next one you know. so while we were working at the um, grocery store that time era of high school our house caught on fire during yeah. burn Yeah. Oh <laughs> during during our school experience and whatnot, so it was actually into the summer into sophomore year uh, I think so it was 2019 2019 yeah 2019 we'd burn no into junior year summer going into junior year yeah um Yes, I, I don't I'm, think we are correct. Yeah, I think you are as well. With going into junior year, I'm not denying me. No, you're yeah, correct. no, no. I'm just he's correct. About it he's, a correct. he's correct. And then, so then we moved a, like into like a way smaller apartment. And me and well, we had a house and it was just a beautiful home. We loved our bedrooms, it was nice and large, mm-hmm. and we would all have like time and, and space alone, somewhat like it was a great house. And then when we moved to this apartment, our older brother had a room, my mom and dad had their room. Nick had like an office and me and Matt shared like the living room. So it was such a smaller, smaller environment that we weren't used to at all. We were like on top of each other. So it got like super like crowded in this apartment and like the family issues would increase because everyone was like on top of each other. And like, I feel like that was like the most us three headbutted. And we talked about it a lot like because Nick was also closeted. He came out to us at that house. So there was also like the internal anger from Nick of like yeah that's also the whole like gay story, the gay story. (laughs) Go ahead. No, but basically it was like all of us were like, it was just really it was really weird because it was like we were going from having such like a like a house that we were blessed to like be living in that was like big enough for all of us to kind of like like I think like where you live and like your home. Is such like an important part of like growing who you up, are as a person yes. like even if you just have like a little bit of a space that you have like it's and where yours. you're from is genuinely like where you what your home life is like changes your life completely so when your house catches on fire and you completely have a new home and like adapting that's why i'm pretty sure like like scientifically three of like the most stressful things on earth is like or, like, the most One of depressive the things. One of the three is moving. The other one's, like, a breakup. And then the other one's, like, the loss of a family member. Yeah. Those were, like, top three things that are, like, whatever. So, Damn. it's, like, moving was, like, insane where all of us were kind of just, like. Because you're, you're breaking consistency yeah. with all that. So, it was, like, it was really, really difficult for all of us to be getting along um overall but it really did like as much as we're gonna talk shit like about it in like the next few minutes of the podcast like this segment of the apartment life because it wasn't the best it genuinely fi- shaped us into like the Because yeah. that we are then, today. if you when same time period we got that house fire moving into the smaller apartment and then it's like covid hit at the same time r- like a little bit after yeah, so too after our hu- COVID was, was like right when we, it right? was like right when we got no 2020 COVID yeah, was, was, 20, yeah was like, 20, whatever, 20. the whole, like, 2020. 2020 thing, whatever. Oh, yeah. So, it was, like, summer of 19, we moved, and then right when we were getting comfortable, COVID struck the winter yeah, of Yeah, because it was August, and then the next March, so it was January, February, March, April, May, whatever. It was as soon as we got comfortable in an apartment, the- covid hit and then like yeah so we were all trapped in that small COVID apartment hit, as well covid hit the second or like right around when we were about to finish getting permits to like do the construction on our house that caught on fire oh my Cause, god cause that's then, so right because then it delayed you're awesome it, it delayed the permits for our, our other house because there was only one construction worker allowed to work on site yes. at a time and then yes. like this whole so thing then, so it's like, it's like when you're house. in so, construction so like the city you need like a permit to be like oh well, we're doing, the, doing everywhere, everywhere. yeah that's what i meant. so so the, the permit that we couldn't get the permit to fix our other house and we're stuck at the apartment with COVID, and you none nobody can leave their homes so it's all six of our family members in this one house all the time 24 7 can't leave yeah and also another thing that was really really crazy is kind of like the it was like we were kind of being like it wasn't like lied to by like the construction people because they didn't really know better but like when our house first caught on fire The day of, they were like, oh, you'll be back in, like, four months. We're going to, like, build it out and, like, two weeks. They said two weeks. Then they changed it to four months. And then after the four months, they were like, okay, we need, like, Three more months because we haven't had the permits Scott, yet. And then it went from that they got the permits and COVID hit. And then it ended up taking like two a year years and a half to two years for us to get our house back after the house fire. And they had kept telling us like, oh, next month, next month. So for the entire two years, we were expecting the next month to be the yeah. month that we were so moving then, back. So then like just us being all over each other in that apartment and then we met learning how to drive. We were like, let's just get out of the house. So then we started driving around, like, just having these late-night conversations about life. It was the most, like, emotional year for all of us, probably, and yeah. everyone on the earth. Like, everyone was suffering so much of the pandemic. People hated being outside. So we would just drive around and have late-night conversations. And then, like, further on along the road, we were like, we might as well just, like, record one of these... And just like start, like, let's like actually start making content. I feel like the, it's like, we're already going out on these late night drives anyway. And we're talking about topics that are making us laugh or making us cry, like feel all the emotions, all that type of stuff. So it's like everything that people love to see in content creators, we're already doing in our car. It's like, let's record this. We want to do YouTube as our job anyway. Like, let's, let's do it. And And I feel like being like with COVID and all that stuff and not having to go to school, It really, like, dulled the pressure of, like, the people at school, like, bullying us for trying to be content creators and and stuff like like that. and, like, backtracking a little, little bit is when our house fire—our house fire was in August, and then I ended up coming out to Matt and Chris in October. So it was, like—it was really, really a crazy—like, the the house fire kind of put it in perspective to me, like, internally, like, oh, nothing is really going to last as long, or, like, everything's, like— temporary yeah everything's temporary anything can change all at once so i was like if i'm gonna like live i need to be able to like live truthfully you know what i mean so having our house fire kind of um struck to me that i was like okay like you gotta like start acting on this and i had already come out to some friends already so i was like kind of had the ball rolling and then by the time october hit it was like i think me coming out to matt and chris and then our house fire were two things that bonded us the way that me matt and chris are today like our relationship would not be as strong as it is now without me coming out without our house fire. Yeah, I agree. Because we didn't get along until we could fully understand each other. And I think that, like, most of Matt's anxiety as well, that we didn't even really talk about, is like Matt's anxiety kind of started to be at its like ending. Not ending because it doesn't really ever end. That's something yeah. that everyone lives with, but it was Matt's more anxiety. I was, I was like just so getting much used to it. And I feel like the the shit that kind of fucked me up was like the covid lockdown and all that shit that's what i was doing for the entire my basically my half of my entire childhood was staying in my house on lockdown yeah of like my own free will not because of like any global pandemic that was going on but then the second i didn't want to do that for my own free will it was uh an actual global pandemic so then i'm staying home for like eight years that like Yeah, so basically, like, me, Matt's anxiety getting better because he was able to drive, mm-hmm. and then me coming out and feeling 100% myself, and then our house fire, those were, like, kind of, like, the ingredients that we needed to, like, build our relationship. Yeah. So now we're at a point where, like, was we're in, like— the ingredients to relationship soup. Yeah. Okay. So now we're at a point where we're in, like, early November, and, like, our life was completely spun upside down, right? And then so March came— and that was when COVID happened. So me, Matt, and Chris were at a point where like we were a hundred percent with each other. Like we were best friends. We were like getting along. We loved non-stop. the content creation. We loved it all. Well, no, but I feel like we're not at content creation yet. Like we were, we got along so well. And then when COVID hit, that's when we were like, we're gonna use like our what has become of our relationship and how much closer we are to each other to now move into like doing content together. Yeah, Yeah. I agree. But I also feel like TikToks, like Nick and me were posting TikToks like for a while, while all this was going down and they were actually like going crazy. A little bit. Like, mine and Nick... No, I remember. were. I remember I, I always kid. wanted to get, like, at least 10K likes on a on a TikTok. Yeah. Like, that felt crazy to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then I al- I kept doing it, and I was like, 10,000 people, like, that's actually a fucking lot. Insane. And I'm like, I, every TikTok I would post would get, like, 10K likes, 10K likes, 10K likes, 10K likes. And I was like, wow, I need to keep doing this. I got to the point where I was at, like, 200K on... Started coaching me. ...TikTok. I would tell Matt to get on there. Nick was already posting on it. And then I feel like... I feel like obviously Chris's goal was not to be a TikToker. It was to be a YouTuber. So it was like we're making these YouTube videos that we actually enjoy. Let's get the people that are enjoying looking at Chris on TikTok to actually find us for more than just like a look and dig deeper with me and but, nick and find but then like, we did also humor. realize that like the fans that chris had at at the time like when chris was the only one blowing up when he would include me and matt in his TikToks, people would be like so mind blown that he mm. was a triplet that they'd be like oh my god so like the the videos where chris was talking about being a triplet would do way better Wait, on his yeah. so it got to a point where we we're like oh like if we all make a tiktok account together that's something but that like we wanted i feel like it's so weird life. i feel like our group socials came so late to shit they did i agree like i, I it's so weird like we made our group tiktok wait like when i was i was already at like a million followers i think on tiktok well, our first we, car made video, the, well we didn't make the group accounts until we got back to the other house. house yeah like i think like at that apartment, we, oh wow! Like yeah, like we were posting our own individual TikToks, all blowing up. I got to, like half a million followers. And our, our YouTube was, that, was like, doing well. Our YouTube was doing good because like our YouTube was Nick's YouTube though for the first car video. For the first like vlog no, or two. No, our YouTube was my YouTube for like three videos. Yeah, and then once we went, we went out that night and we filmed the very first car video, and we all knew like, wow, this shit is gonna fucking be great. Like yeah. we knew that. We were going to be YouTubers at that point. It was just a matter of time. Yeah, like, it was, like, an internal thing. Like, we didn't see any numbers, right? There was no proof, like, oh, this car car videos, like, what car videos are. We never thought, like, oh, these car videos are going to be something that we do forever. It was, like, we just had happened to have vlogged and filmed a video, and that felt good. Like, oh, we can be content creators, like, 100%. And then after uploading consistently and realizing that people were, like, loving car videos, it was, like, a... Okay, this is like the thing that we're gonna do. Yeah, because like we'd we would do the the vlogs that had nothing to do with the car stuff at all, and we were like, "Wow!" Compared to the car videos, these numbers are terrible. So it's like, yeah, let's if if people are enjoying. It wasn't that they were like the numbers were terrible. It was just the car videos were surpassing everything. Like we would post. Like I always was mind blown at the fact that like, usually like, I don't know. Like I was just mind blown that YouTube which is, like, one of the hardest platforms to grow on, was the one where we were having the most numbers. Like, yeah. they post TikToks, and then the YouTube videos would be doing better. So it was, yeah. like kind and of it was also, like, how dialed in our fans were. Like, it's hard to start a fan base. Like, starting, it's the hardest part. Absolutely. But I remember being at, like, 50K subscribers and then pulling, like, 50K views. And yeah, and I And, I, used, and guys. I was like, holy shit, like, these people are fucking locked into what we're posting and they actually genuinely care i remember checking our analytics like way back when and like the amount of viewers to like non-subscribers was insane like there was like it was like at a point where like 60 percent of our viewers weren't subscribed to our youtube channel and it's like imagine if all the people watching these videos ended up subscribing and then they kind of did yeah you know it was crazy and then like i feel like with going back to school like high school like we only went back for like a couple months of senior year like i think it was three so then like we went back to senior year and like everyone had already kind of knew that we were like youtubers now and i think we went back to school like what 25k yeah no like, we, we graduated high school with 25k so i, I, I th- also remember I getting grew 5k in that month yeah. so we're going back to high school with 20k subscribers on youtube which is like Everyone thinks that's, like, the coolest—well, it, it was. It was the coolest fucking shit going on. And so. I also remember because of my TikTok following, because I had, like, half a million, mm. everyone would literally, like, act like I was, like, famous. It was so annoying. I low-key, like, hated it. But I remember I also yeah. got, like, most, like, to be famous, like, in our yearbook. Like, yeah. literally, like, it was annoying. But what's but really, was really just crazy it was hilarious. is I think, it was hilarious. That, I think that COVID and, like, not being at school— gave us the confidence we needed to start content creation i then agree. content creation did well and then we went back to school and then it was like the summer came around after senior year and we were like we are 100 percent dialed in we would have we would have arguments with people who would like people would come up to us and be like how are you guys like gonna do youtube like you're not going to college or anything and we're like i was i always am so shocked at the amount of confidence we had at such low numbers and then because there was, it was like we- we like shared YouTube ad revenue and quit our star market jobs when COVID got bad, and then we would share the like we would share like twenty dollars a month between the three of us. Yeah, and it was like it's and eat. twenty bucks each. Like yeah, and then like for eat a month it. if you help us by basically supplying for us as if we're little children who like don't if you have like jobs. Buy our clothes, buy our buy like if you buy our clothes, make our dinner, and make my bed. For like the next year, a year, you will not regret it. Yeah, literally. I and mean, we we like negotiated it with our mom. We were like, all we need is a year of like just pure support and like financial just, stability and a little bit. Yes, mm-hmm. and like dinner, and that's literally all how, we ask for. God bless her soul. I don't know how she let it happen. Yeah. To be yeah. And then shout out to mom because she was like, you guys like just grind. We she bought did. she bought Chris's first PC and like was yeah like... she got my first PC that we streamed on. She helped out a lot, and then um. We were just like we knew we also wanted it so bad, but we we also knew we ooh, like owed it to our parents to like run yeah. the shit up and do it absolutely. So then, like but we it wanted, was just also like, yeah. that motivation, and then like we were grinding, grinding, grinding. We started like showing our mom and dad like look, there's like actual money to be made. Then that's around when like Laura reached out to us. I'm pretty and sure Laura reached out to us before we graduated high school. Yeah, yes, but, and then she the first time out. we went to LA was July. And we graduated in June, I think, because our a- our prom was after the first time we went to LA already. I yeah. think no, but our, no, our prom was, was delayed. It? I think no, our it was, but our prom wasn't during the school year. It was it delayed because a- of COVID. Yeah, prom was after graduation because yeah, like we of graduated. And then Maddie found us on her for you page. The whole story of like how we met Laura and Maddie, which we'll tell when they're on the podcast. But we met them and then flew out to LA for a week with our mom. Met Laura, got along super well. And then just, like, started doing brand deals, making, like, dollars here, dollars there. Like, cheap, cheap brand deals. Like, $50 for, like, an Instagram post to start. Like, stuff like that. Um, But, yeah, then we met Laura and Maddie. It was fucking awesome. And then they also, Laura's, like, also the goat at showing us how to, like, become YouTubers and, like, build a brand, not just be, like, the one-off YouTubers. Like, build who you want to be, what you want to promote, and yeah. just really do it. Because it's kind of, like, what we all learned and what we realized is, like, you can like we are YouTubers and we had like a following, like such a mass amount of people supporting us. And like all the people that followed us, we were like, they like us so much that like we could genuinely do anything and they'll be there to support it. So it was kind of just realizing that, like, if we want to use like the following that we have and the people that support us to do anything with it these people are gonna continue to support us because of like the connection we've built through YouTube that like if any of us wanna try something new, they're gonna be ride or die fans for that as well because they appreciate us and we appreciate them, which is crazy. And it was just awesome. Like the fans were fucking like super dialed in. We started posting they loved it we just kept going kept going kept going then we structured the format of like posting a friday video or a car video every friday posting a vlogger challenge every wednesday yeah we started locking well, that, in on that. that i think that was like the turning point is realizing like oh car videos are doing better we need to i think that was like one of the greatest ideas so ever. i agree you used to post every friday and that was it and then we were like okay every friday awesome But the vlogs they were posting, the challenges we were posting, weren't doing as well as when we were posting car videos. So then we started posting car videos, obviously, and they were doing way better. So we were like, only posted car videos, I think, for like three videos. And we were like, okay, but we want to vlog and we want to do challenges. Like, that's kind of like what we've always wanted to do as well as the car videos. So then we went and we were like, you know what, let's add another day of the week. So we added in Wednesdays. And then so we posted every Wednesday and every Friday. And every Friday since we'd made that decision... Has been a car video, mm-hmm. and yeah. every Wednesday has been either a challenge, a vlog, whatever. I feel like it's also like car videos do the do better than Wednesday videos. But if if we just did the Friday car videos and didn't add anything like in the middle to show like who we are, our personality, other than that, then it's just like it would have been. I don't think way people would... repetitive. If we didn't post anything other than car videos, I don't think people would really know our personalities as I well as they do. And I think it it like made it so that there was a good of like. Yes car videos are good that's what we want to do and that was it's very fun to film those uh-huh. but then Wednesday videos is more of like not only just car videos but also a, a more content that's still funny but with a little bit more reality to it than just like yeah yeah staying in the car all the time because so, as much as I love filming car videos they're kind of just like a moment in time you know yeah. I like being on the move and filming like, what else? Like, when we got to L.A., like, after we started coming here, like, once a... Like, every other month, it was, like, once... Well, no, it was more of, like, realizing that, like, it wasn't, like, a... I think people get, like, this misconstrued perception of, like, people move to L.A. because they want to, like, go party and make friends with all yeah. the famous people. When it's, like, in reality, we... I think the first thing that we learned about was, like, merch. And then, obviously, like... We were like, oh, like our merch team's here and we wanna make merch and we wanna be able to like sell merch. And then Chris is doing his clothing brand. And it was like realizing that like all of the projects we wanted to start and all the things that we continue to want to do and all like the goals that we have for ourselves are more achievable here. So we were like, We're not getting rid of Boston. Like Boston's I a could, staple I couldn't in our do it. Boston's a staple in our heart. We have so many friends there. We have our parents there, we have our older brother there. And it's like we're not ready, we weren't And we still aren't ready to give up on that. So we used to come here for like a month at a time and go there for a month at a time. I love Boston so, so much more than L.A. sometimes. And like I'll literally be sitting in my room just be like I need to just fly home. That wire just fell from being taped to the ceiling. That's okay. Um, But I genuinely just like I have moments where it's like I will say California is fun. I do enjoy like getting work done, being here, living here. Being with you guys, because genuinely, I could live in Alaska with you guys, and we'd figure everything out. I agree. But green. But the, there is some times where it's like, damn, I want to be in, like, my childhood bedroom. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, It's. I mean, I feel like everything in life is, like, a balance, and, like, especially as you grow up. Like, when you're 19 years old, you don't, like, I love mom and dad, all due respect, but you don't want to be with your parents every day as, like, a 19-year-old kid. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I, agree. Well, so so I, I love my mom and dad. I wish, like, I could be with them. Like, like my, our parents are fucking kids cool as fuck i love my mom and dad and i could spend every day with them and enjoy it like i love both of our parents but it's like sometimes you want to break from back home and the parents but but then it's also like sometimes there's too much work going on here and then there's too much problems in la and you want to just go home for a yeah it's It's just a balance of both it's it is a balance and it really does depend on like mood and feeling and stuff like that but i genuinely don't see a world where it's like I stay in Boston for the rest of my life and I don't see a world where I stay in California for the I rest agree. of my life. I agree, I Like, I can, I see myself bouncing back and forth and getting, like, like, when I'm here, I miss, when I'm here, I miss Boston, when I'm in Boston, I miss here. And, and I, that's the thing, is, like, I think that with, this is going to be a whole other podcast that we could talk about forever is, like, mm. Boston, LA, and like our life and just like that as a thing because that's like a massive change yeah like living in two places is kind of like the most difficult thing i think that we do yeah it's like it is crazy so that's gonna end up being like a whole thing in and of itself but what i think is crazy is like we have access to both and it's like it's so crazy because i genuinely feel like both places are my home i agree i call i say when I'm here I say can't wait to go home and I'm talking about Boston. When I'm when I'm in Boston, I'm saying I can't wait to well, go home. Well it's like we have here, we I'm have best here. friends in both places. I think we we have it's like, like for me, I, I feel like all it is is we love b- places both equally. But content ideas, business, all that stuff just comes easier here. And it's like, what do we do every day? What's our job? We post content, we make money through like merch. It's like this is a business as well. So it's like all of our money. All of our business, all of our meetings, all of our content ideas, all of my creativity comes from L.A. Like, and for me, that's another thing. Like, I'm huge on like travel for creativity. Absolutely, especially as like a creative guy. Absolutely, like my one of my biggest goals in life is to be as the most creative person I possibly can and come up with as many ideas as I I can. I agree. I love creation. I love creating, like music, creating art designs, creating like anyone creating anything. I give my props to no matter what and being confident enough to do it. Like, cause I feel like creating and just creation is like the number one way to express yourself besides words, because like, it's just a beautiful thing. So like, even when I'm in LA and I see palm trees to this day, I get excited. Cause yeah, like oh a my Boston god! Kid. I'm like, so happy. I'll walk that. outside our fucking house and I and like walk a little and see a palm tree and I'm like, like yeah, I, I, it genuinely like brings me joy to see like a palm. And tree. And then I see a fucking great pine and I'm like, oh wow, like dude, a pine, the pine is, is, awesome. is, it's great. So we we found a balance of Boston and LA and what we enjoy in both places and all that type of stuff and we kind of we kind of no, you're good. We um. We started coming out here, I think, like, for the first time was, like, for a week. And then the next time it was for two weeks. And then the third time was, like, without our parents for, like, the first or without our mom for the first time. And then it was, Mom like, only came here once and it was for a week. Then we started coming for, like, two weeks alone, three weeks alone, a month, a month, a month, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. We just started, like, loving both places. We started coming here. And then, like, it got to the point where, like, we are growing so rapidly because of the insane amount of fans we had going crazy on like TikToks and all that shit. We were driven to be the best creators we possibly could like constantly meeting every day from start to finish about like, Oh my God, let's make this happen. Let's do this. Let's do that. Let's make this video. Let's make this video. And then on the days we weren't brainstorming, we were filming that entire day. Like we were so, and we still are super dedicated every single day to our craft and our content, making sure it's the best it can be. I, like, I spend every day coming up with, oh, my God, what can we do for videos? I still get excited. I still love it. And it's, like, I feel like there was a point in time, like, by our, like, fucking eighth trip back and forth, like, I low-key was just feeling our, like, we were feeling ourselves. Like, we were stoked. Like, I was, like, wow, like, we really did this shit. Like, it kind of, like, keep it in took mind, a while the whole, to set in. the whole time we're talking about going back and forth from Boston to L.A., one trip difference would be like 20k subscribers, and then the next trip difference would be like 120k subscribers, and then we go so back like, home with like three million. Yeah, subscribers so it's at like we're we're leaving. Like, we're fuck. leaving Boston one time at like 750k, and then we're coming out here, and we're we hit a million, and then we fly home, and we're at like 1.2. Yeah, like we're genuinely like we, grew so fast to the point where like we were doing these month long trips back and forth. we like by the next time we were in LA. It was every single time I feel like we hit L.A., there was more opportunity for us here because we were growing at such a rapid rate that we were being more noticed by like either people here or brands here or just like work. Yeah. That it was like it it honestly was shocking. It felt like so when we were back home, it's like people know who we are in our city before the whole YouTube thing. So it's like where we go from getting noticed by people in our hometown that we didn't no, because they know us on YouTube now so now we're getting noticed in Boston and then we fly out here getting noticed back home was like the start of like wow like yeah holy exactly like, like holy shit and then and then we come out here and then we're still getting noticed by like more teenage girls in like a target or like in a mall and then it's genuinely like we are flying across the country and there's people that know us in both sides of it and it's like and everywhere in between as well so it's just like That's when you're, like, okay, we're actually doing something right, and we need to keep doing this. Yeah, and then, like, getting, going back home started to feel a little, like, weird. Not with, like, not with, like, our parents or, like, family shit, but, like, just everyone else around. Like, it was giving, like, like, it felt like, like, we were too big to go home at some point, which sounds, like, that's worded terribly, but everyone would treat us like we were, like, fucking, like, Like, these huge celebrities roaming the streets. What really bothered me, and I feel like still bothers me to this day, is, like, the amount of, like, relationships that we had. Like, you have to think, this is a city we live in for, like, the time we're born up until we're 18 years old, right? So, like, I'm not talking relationships like best friend, like Nate. Like, I'm talking relationships like... I saw this Joe person Shmoe at the corner <laughs> who like goes by this corner every Friday at two 30. And like, I saw him after school, like literally anybody. So it's like, like literally every single person that we had any sort of relationship, whether it's like my fucking 45th cousin, like mom's, Our dentists mom's fucking like dentists, like sister's brother who like lives near the park. We used to play at like literally everyone going from like, like I knew of you and we were cool. And that's fine, right? And that's awesome. But going from being like, I know these boys and, like, they're awesome. Like, they're Mary Lou's kids. Like, I love them. Versus we'd come back and they'd be texting my mom. Like, oh... We should have like a family dinner, and my mom having boys my mom and like, friends that she hasn't spoke to since they graduated high school together. Yeah, like, 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 was like, like, okay. and it's like, it, it, and it honestly just like going back home and like the amount of people that like genuinely would say like, "Oh, I care for you" and like, "I'm here for you," and then not do anything about it, and then like a month later, be asking for a favor, like reaching back out. It was just a really like, weird hey, bro, vibe of like, it's like a friend from high school from like fucking freshman year I met once. So like, hey, bro, how you been? I'm like, oh, I'm great, man. Appreciate it. And they're like, oh, can you do me a favor? Like, and then it's like, wow. Yeah, my third cousin's sister is like a big fan. And it's like, it's just like, I never, I never really felt like anyone was reaching out because they wanted to know how my life was going here or what I was up to now. It's like, I genuinely just felt like you used school to like like be like kind of like just like people like, back home yeah like i felt like i could just like, like i was just being, being used to like to like, p- like oh either like say my name because they used to know who i was or like and then it's also weird when it's someone you didn't even really get along with and oh or like no. the people yeah. that like bully but, you but yeah because it's like dude like you're like you fucking like you, you made fun us. of us. you, you fucking me. moron yeah like and bro, what i what i find really like really really weird is just like kind of just like the dynamic of like that's like people will be like oh they change you're changed and that's why you don't want to like talk to these people anymore when in reality it's like I still felt like the same exact person so it's like I felt like Nick Sterniolo who like graduated high school and I wanted to do like photography and graphic design like I just had these like minor minor goals and aspirations and then like people to kind of like I agree well it's like I'm not even saying anything and you're saying I agree like well, I, I, I agree didn't even with that. Finish I finish my sentence that I was trying to get there and you're saying I agree and then you said like oh, we're getting off topic <laughs> and I forget what I was even saying it's okay. so it's but like no, it just back home started being weird so we kind of like being oh, here more I what I was gonna say. but then we started going oh, back well. and then I love both places equally still to this day and I appreciate both but now it's just like we found our balance I feel yeah, like I, agree. I, I just I what I was trying to say is like I just genuinely felt like I didn't feel like I was bigger than these people I felt like they were acting I like i was so it made it difficult to like translate that relationship because it's like you're putting me on a pedestal i don't want to be on yeah it's above you it's like i want to be yeah we just want to be kumbaya with everybody yeah that's what i was trying to say and i forgot yeah Yeah, but then so then like that sums up like that part of our journey like that was the most recent i feel like like back and forth like loving both and i i to this day i love both places deep 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 down in my soul i Mm -hmm. love everyone there i love everyone here and i appreciate everything but moving forward let's start talking a little bit more like our first la experience is like meeting people like i was gonna say talking about like being here finally like alone it felt weird like me matt and nick had our own place now we fucking like since august i think i don't know but like we like we have our own place us three live alone together Weird as shit. Very like, weird. we've dreamed like, of this. I, I since have to we do, were, like, like, this kid's dirty underwear. <laughs> like, bro, what is on And, like, yours, too. Like, I'm Ooh, I have to do laundry like, and shit. It's just like, we have, we have become, we have totally, like, like, yes, we've changed as, like, people, but we've, <laughs> this is a whole other topic. Yes, but I'm talking about, like, change, not changing, like, like, treating people differently. I'm talking about changing from, like, being a kid and, working at a grocery store and still in high school to currently now sleeping in my old fucking house that i own and like having to like just like fucking be an adult like i go to meetings in the morning and use big words like who the fuck would have ever yeah. thought like i use and actual like, I think, big terms and now I think and that's it's crazy like, even like buying groceries and like making your bed and like i have like a bathroom that no one's gonna put toilet paper in if i don't the shit like that is crazy like it's like growing up and like kind of living on your own is just like such a wild thing where it's like all these things you think of like that and that's what makes me appreciate my mom so much and like my dad so much is like your entire life you're going to take a shit and you're wiping your ass right but it's like who's going to pu- buy the toilet paper and put it in your bathroom if your fucking parents don't So exactly it's like finally living with Matt and Chris And that's Chris, like one thing one thing I do one the dishes thing, I do bro. the dishes Matt does the laundry Chris takes out the trash. I did air quotes again if you're just listening because yeah. he doesn't really do that. But it's just like adapting We have to... a dishwasher, by the way. Nick puts the dishes in a dishwasher. He doesn't do the dishes. He moves them. It's also Man, like, the I trash have to collect everything and do it. Like, I, do yeah, the, I, do. The, I do the laundry I, and Nick leaves Nick's, dirty okay, clothes all over no, no, I'm actually talking about this, but like the whole trash part about like, the house is like Nick will order the most ridiculous let amount let of us packages know when you're ever. done. Okay, just, like, I will. I will let you know. I'm not done yet. Nick will order the most ridiculous amount of packages to our home, like, probably every day, Matt, I would think you I'd say? T- okay, so, like, we when go... was the last time I got a package? Uh, today, I... probably. Wrong. Okay. Yesterday, Ready, Wrong. Ready? Okay, we sure. Go, we go to Boston. What do you mean, okay, sure, Nick, I'm asking. Nick, we go to Boston for two weeks and then fly back here, and you have 17 at the doorstep. And a lot of the time, it's shit for our home. But, because anyway, I act but like your anyway, mom. Anyway, 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 Nick will buy ridiculous amount of packages to the house and then I have to like break down all these boxes that's and just then... because I'm scared of knives okay I don't care about that but listen to me the reason I don't take down the trash very frequently and I wait for it to accumulate is because if I took the trash out every time it reached the brim I would literally have to stand next to the trash and just wait for someone to throw away something Nick's also like okay. one no, no no listen one lunch order from Chick-fil-a and all everyone's empty trash maybe like someone getting a package and then like a drink from the fridge, and then like a couple bags of chips, and the fr- the trash I'm is full. I'm gonna defend you here. There's like three I'm things. I'm gonna defend Chris and here, here to and I'm gonna say, hold on, Hold on. Genuinely, like overall, before you keep going, yeah. I don't give a fuck. So you're talking to yourselves. Yeah. Just, cool. Okay. Me and Matt That's are actually fine. talking. Uh, genuinely, I'm. I just. Def- I actually just on, fucking hold said that. Hold on cool. By the way. Okay. I'm about to defend you here. Nick is probably. Kick, you don't have to state your like stance before going into just your I'll wait. I know you will. Go. Okay. Thank you. So, Nick is the absolute worst. I know you will. Nick's the absolute worst with, okay, I have to do all the laundry. I go to his room. I get all of his dirty clothes, or what I think is all of his dirty clothes. Go downstairs. Put it in the washing machine. Does anyone Hit start. Nick, hold on. I hit start. I get all of Chris's. And then, I go into Chris's room. He's got nothing. All of his shit was in his dirty laundry bin. I go back up to Nick's room. There's... Dirty socks here. There's pants there. There's this shirt there. It's like, bro, if I'm gonna do your laundry, at least give me the the point of putting it from your fucking floor into the dirty hamper. Right, so like yeah, to, way too, long, too that's long, long. You know, way too long. And he Got does the it. same thing with trash. Is what I was Thanks saying. Okay, that. ready? Yeah, yeah. I appreciate it. Clap you. if you gave a fuck. <laughs> okay, that's crazy. Thank you. What did you expect crazy. to happen? Who's Silence. gonna clap right now? I have you nothing hear to say. Get the people that are gonna clap while they listen. All dummy. right. Anyway, let's carry on. Um. But yeah, that, we basically, like, the past few months have been t- discovering what it's like to be alone. When... <laughs> okay. Okay. And we're working on, like, our new projects now, like this podcast, which Nick announced about a year ago. Yeah. Um, like, the warehouse. The warehouse Africa. is really cool. I'm really excited so about that. So let's talk about, okay, so how we, much longer, we, Nick? We covered Matt. We, we covered Hold on. What is so, like, you're looking at him. You're for for those idiot. listening, Nick just made an ugly face at Chris when I spoke for some reason. I don't know anyway, why. Um, I feel like the future, I feel like it has a lot to unfold that we also aren't unprepared for. Preparing for the future can honestly be good and bad because when you prepare for something, you can never prepare enough for the future because it doesn't exist yet. Facts. Holy fuck! You know what you I mean? Never, like, I'm like scared of what you just said. That was so wisdom. I'm I'm like saying like that was he so said you wisdom. can never prepare like, for the future because the future has not happened yet. It's like which you literally just said the <laughs> truth, but I was shivered to I don't guess what's gonna hypothetically, happen. Hypothetically, like next Friday there could be a zombie apocalypse. The motherfuckers that have been preparing for years will be ready. <laughs> <laughs> like, That's so I true. I won't be because I'm not preparing for stuff like that. Let's but talk like, about it though. The thing is, no, let's not. Okay. But the <laughs> thing is, is like when you prepare for the future. I feel like whatever you're preparing for, you're preparing for it to, like, happen bad or in a different way. Because, like, when you're preparing, preparing, you think something's going to happen, you think it's going to happen, you think it's going to happen. It won't or it will and you'll regret that it did. Like, I, I talked to my wow. mom. Like, <laughs> Hold on. Because, like, if you, if you set your brain to, like, a certain thing, oh, it's going to go great, this is going to happen. Like, I'm not saying don't have drive and motivation to complete something i'm saying never put full faith in something and always be ready to learn for your mistakes and i'm only talking as like a human who's just done this for the past year of my life i have i have put my goals first i have attempted everything to do everything to the best of my ability and but i but i have been also ready for the worst things to happen and maybe like something bad or like the downfall like i'm ready i I think i think what what you're saying here and i'm saying this as like a rewording to because I'm thinking just it say in it. a different way to understand it differently. Yeah, I hate when you pressure me to say shit. Go anyway. As like as if the it way happens that, every day. The way that I would say it is like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> just say I'm gonna say it. get up and punch this kid. I'd say it. I am literally forgetting what I'm Matt, saying. But I'm just so focused just on go. how annoying. He just is. go. It's, like, you you can plan all the shit that you want to do for the future, but at the end of the day, you need to know that, like, not everything you plan is going to be guaranteed, so always Dude, have a backup. it's just like how my, my mom says it, one of the realest shit Mary Lou ever spits, bro. She said, if people plan, God laughs. And I, I actually, my mom said that a little bit ago after I was actually trying to plan something out. And she said, you know what they say, Chris? Like, if people plan, God laughs. I was like, you don't know what, Mom, like... That's the realest shit you ever told me because, like, I actually think of that almost every day now, ever since mom said that. And I'm going to actually call her after this and I'm going to tell her. I'm going to say, mom, people plan and God laughs. Like, just a beautiful little message Mm. because it's like, it's like God isn't laughing at you planning. He's laughing that you think you can control the future. You can't. You have to just let it happen. Yeah. But also... I was thinking, like, as a creative, like, our, our job is, like, to come up with ideas sometimes. So it's like we're coming up with car video ideas constantly. Oh, yeah, we're always I just think of, like, <laughs> no, no, I'm not talking always planning. I'm saying, like, as a creative, it's super important, obviously, to plan and have structure. But I saw, and Matt's going to yell at me because I've been talking about it for, like, multiple weeks because I've been, like, binge-watching the entire RuPaul's show. RuPaul's Drag Race. But I saw in RuPaul's Drag Race one of the people, like, they had an outfit, and then they had to scrap their whole idea and change it. And they had said, like, as a creative person and someone who does a creative thing as their livelihood they were explaining like i never allow myself to get genuinely attached to one of my projects or ideas because for moments like this where i have to fully like adapt and change what's Mm -hmm. happening i am okay with that because i feel like one of the things i set myself up with all the time is like i'll come up with a car video idea that i think is so fucking good i'll be like oh this is gonna be a viral clip people are gonna love it and i'm gonna love watching it back when people are like posting the clips from it and then we'll go to film and not even five minutes in, I literally will be like, I regret every decision I've ever made. I yeah. need to go home. Yeah. I feel like moral of the and story also, is And just... also, I just want to say that I don't hate RuPaul's Drag Race. It's just when I live with Nick and Chris and I hear RuPaul's name more than theirs, it gets a little <laughs> annoying. <laughs> no, but anyway, RuPaul, like his- like, Okay, If next. you don't know who RuPaul is, Google RuPaul's laugh and just like look at him laugh at a joke. And like, it just warms my heart. It's like okay. the funniest anyway, fucking thing ever. Thank you guys for tuning in. I had a lot of fun filming this episode. Me as well. Yeah. Um, You know, I feel like the moral of the story is just like we want to share our journey to show the ups and downs of shit, how things can go not in your favor and you can still succeed and like just never if you have a dream, just chase it, do whatever you want. Be safe. Be careful. I always say that, like if you're going to do whatever you want and have hope in yourself, be safe and be careful, but just do it anyway. What would you say your life is like off week this this week off camera? My life is awesome. Okay, can I say something? What? I think we should, when we answer that question within ourselves, it shouldn't be this week in, like, present tense. It should be, like, in the story we told. Oh, I love that. Based off of what we talked about, what's one word off-camera to describe your life Like, uh, for example, my answer about today's episode would be, like, there's always going to be ups, there's always going to be downs, but it's how you're going to persevere. And work through it and be the best person that you can be and how you're gonna get there. And I feel like that sums up your guy's answer as well. I agree. And see if if I was see because like this, I like this, that you know because I this love week, that because this week I've been like happy. I've been chilling. I've been doing my thing. But what you know? got you to that but, journey? But it's like if so, like if I if I were to say one week, what off the camera or, or what's one phrase or one word to describe your week? It's this like that week? story is what right they now. Know, right now, you know? I'd say pretty good, but. In the main thing of this whole podcast that we just talked about, my one word, if we were talking about the subject we talked about in that video, would be grind. Like the grind and I love like it. the motivation I like to that get that. What about yours, Nick? I'd say togetherness. Because awesome. none of this would have been possible at all if any of us gave up on our dream or each other. Amen, facts. man. All right. Well, that was well, a Well, thank you for said. tuning in to what our life is like off-camera this week. We're excited to see you next week on Cut the Camera Podcast. It is Nick, Chris, and Matt Stringula. We are signing off of episode two. I love you two. guys we so much. You, guys love soon. you Peace and love. Peace, peace, out. Peace, 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 peace. Bye, campers.